Welcome to the Sant Mott Satsang Podcast, a Sant Mott edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. The main focus of today's program is three central teachings according to the Sikh gurus in the Guru Granth, also known as the Adi Granth or Sri Guru Granth Sahib, the Sikh scriptures. Three key or essential teachings. Living masters is number one. Two, hearing the sound current. And three, being vegetarian. Before I delve into the Sikh scriptures, three spiritual quotes from three different sources. The Gospel of Thomas from Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. And this first one comes from Paramahansa Yogananda. Paramahansa Yogananda on the need for self-examination, self-introspection. He says, millions of people never analyze themselves. Mentally, they are mechanical products of the factory of their environment. Preoccupied with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, working and sleeping, and going here and there to be entertained. They don't know what or why they are seeking, nor why they never realize complete happiness and lasting satisfaction. By evading self-analysis, people go on being robots, conditioned by their environment. True self-analysis is the greatest art of progress. The following is a great description of the role of the living master in each generation of time. It's from the teachings of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. Another common misconception is that prophets, saints, and mystics search for new truth. Rather, what they do is to simply remove the layers of dirt, of accumulated misinterpretations that have corrupted the truth. Then the living teacher will bring forth the very same truth in a new light. The original truth must repeatedly be presented to suit the current age. That's a great description of what the master does in each generation and why there is a need for a living teacher. It also sheds light on why each master has their own unique style. I can pretty much tell without knowing the source, you know, what comes from the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry of Swamiji Maharaj or from the hymns of Namdev, Mirabai, Kabir, Guru Nanak, each have their own style, their own unique way of putting things, adding to the beauty, adding to the variety of eloquence and poetry and mystic hymns. 
The final quote is also on the subject of the role or job description of the living teacher, the living master, the Sant Sat Guru. It comes from the Gospel of Thomas, but it's also found in many other sources as well. Different versions of this saying have appeared in Western scriptures, scriptures of religions in the Near East, all the way to India and China. It keeps turning up. This is from Saying 17 of the Gospel of Thomas, one of the earlier versions of this eye has not seen, ear has not heard axiom of wisdom. I will give you what you have not seen with your eyes, nor heard with your ears, nor grasped with your hand. And what is inconceivable to the human mind... Conventional religion wants to experience the heavens off in the future somewhere. But not right now. Not during this meditation sit, assuming they're even agreeable to the idea of meditation in the first place. Most have a future tense experience of the divine. And that's where the mystics and conventional religions part company. The mystic seeks to experience God here, now, today, this very moment. Seeks to see that which is not normally seen with spiritual vision. To hear with spiritual ears and this is all beyond conventional thinking, beyond what most people expect is inconceivable to the human mind or the minds of most people. That it's possible for living human beings right now to catch a glimpse of the divine, to see something of the unseen. The word unseen is used by the Sufis quite frequently, a beautiful word, the unseen a Sufi term for the kingdom of the heavens, the higher planes, the other realms of creation. I will give you, says the Master, what you have not seen with your eyes, nor heard with your ears, nor grasped with your hand, and what is inconceivable to the human mind. The living Master initiates souls into the mysteries of the kingdom of the heavens. Three central teachings according to the Sikh masters in the Adi Granth, also known as the Guru Granth or Sri Guru Granth Sahib, the Sikh scriptures of India. Number one, the need for a living master, a living teacher, a living mystic, a living Sant-Sat-Guru. To receive initiation from a living Sat-Guru into the meditation practice. 
Two, hearing the Shabad Nam, hearing the sound current during one's meditation practice or sadhana. And three, following a non-violent vegetarian diet. Conventional religion turns these things on their sides, you know, covers them with dust, subverts the meaning of these things. Living masters become studying the teachings of past saints in scriptures alone, being considered good enough. Hearing the sound current is turned into singing hymns and vegetarianism. Well, that's not adhered to either. Everything gets changed over the centuries, and so the masters keep coming and reaffirming what past masters have said, that we need a living teacher and receive from them the instructions, the guidance we need. Hearing the divine sound or word, that word which was in the beginning, and adopting a non-violent way of life, and that includes adhering to a vegetarian diet. Point number one, living masters and their living disciples. Never anywhere in the Adi Granth or Sikh scriptures do the Sikh masters say we only need to worship a book or solely rely on scriptures. Rather, they proclaim the role of living gurus to show their disciples that God is within their own body. Listen to the instructions of the Satguru, for they will endure, says Nanak, O my beloved mind, forever cherish the truth. Praise Nanak, but for the society of saints, the whole world is false. In the Guru-given Gnosis is contained the wealth of the Lord's name, and the Lord's name, the Guru, imprints in the mind of man. From the Master is all wisdom, and one dwells on the quintessence of the real. From the Master one finds one's home, and the Lord's door, and treasurefuls of worship. Through the Master one dwells upon the Lord's name, and knowing its essence reflects upon it. Through the Master is the devotee dedicated to the Lord's praise, and within him is enshrined the infinite Word. Through the Master is all bliss, one comes not to sorrow. Through the Guru, through the Master, one stills one's ego and one's mind becomes pure. Meeting the Satguru, one loses oneself and knows the reality of the three worlds. And one sees the Lord's pure light pervading all, and his light merges in God's light. When the perfect Master instructs, one's mind becomes sublime, and from within one is cooled and comforted, yea, through the Lord's name, one gathers bliss. Meet a Satguru and receive his initiation. Surrender thine all and peep within, says Nanak. 
It is the divine law that none can conceive of him without a sought guru. A passage from Guru Amar Das as I'm reading various verses of the Sikh scriptures using several different translations. There can be no true knowledge without meeting a master soul, nor meditation without a first-hand experience. Also from Guru Arjan Dev, the fifth Sikh guru. The whole world is in the throes of attachment and infatuation. A rare devotee of the master escapes from the mighty maze of mind and matter. This infatuation keeps in perpetual motion the wheel of life, and it takes one time and again into the grip of Kal, the negative power, the god of death, the lord of time. Kal Naringen. All are drowned in the love of the world. A rare devotee of the master may ferry across. Because of attachments, one comes over time and again. Trapped in infatuation, one cannot but abide in the realm of death. Even after initiation from the Master, people engage in rites and rituals. Neither can they snap the bonds nor reach the goal. It is his glance of grace that can pull down the mighty maze. And then, O Nanak, one may get absorbed in the Supreme Being. Only the predestined get in touch with the master soul. With the water of life, he grants the true initiation or diksha. Live ye in the haven of Asad, a holy person, and leave all thy wisdom and knowledge. Let the master's instructions, Guru Diksha, or Guru Updesh, abide in thy heart. This, O Nanak, may happen through the writ of the Lord. Unquote. Another verse of Guru Arjan Dev. This will only happen through the grace and will of the Supreme Being, if it happens, in other words. In utter darkness, the Master's word, Guru Mantra, shines forth into light. In the company of the Master, all are rescued and saved. The Master has given me the perfect word or mantra, Guru Arjan Dev. Take ye the lesson in the word from a Master and practice the same. Those who love the Lord are ultimately saved at the time of death. O Nanak, those who practice the word of the Master day and night, they shall certainly be liberated. Guru Ram Das. With the word of the Master in the heart, one becomes fearless and can have no sorrow or affliction. None without the aid of the Master has ever been able to cross over the stormy sea of life with all his wits about him. Guru Arjan Dev. Four things remain eternally true. Nam, Sadhu, Guru, and God. Nanak says, a rare soul in this world practices the word of the Master. A verse of Guru Teg Bahadur. 
The second essential teaching you'll find in the Sikh scriptures when liberated from the traditions of men, conventional exoteric religions and their way of reinterpreting various scriptures of the past and changing the meanings of the words into something else to go from a present tense kingdom of God to some future kingdom of God somewhere lost in time. The second key point is what the master reveals. The guidance, the instruction, the initiation consisting of guidance about going within. Surat Shabd Yoga, in meditation, hearing the unstruck melody or Anhad Shabd or Anhad Nada of the sound current, according to the Sikh scriptures. Such is the power of illusion or maya making souls deaf to the true teachings of the Sansat Gurus that some think that the sound current mentioned by the ten seat gurus is only listening to the sound of outer music or hymns being sung. Living masters have always initiated their disciples into meditation practice. And this includes the practice of hearing the Anhad Shabd, the unstruck celestial melody within oneself during meditation practice. Selections from the Sikh scriptures of India, the Adi Granth or Guru Granth, about the unstruck melody, the Anhad Nad, the Anhad Shabd, the uncaused sound, the unstruck sound, a reverberating bell sound or tone, not a bell hit by a human being, not a string plucked by a musician but an uncaused, continuous, divine sound reverberating in the ethereal heavens. Divine music played by the divine musician. The unstruck melody that one seeks to hear, hear it thou in the instruction of the masters. Within me rings the unstruck melody of the Lord's flute, Yea, he in whose presence one's mind is attuned to the sound of the inner music, says Kabir. Seated in my higher mind, I live in communion with God, and within me ever rings the unstruck music of bliss. He, the Lord, is immersed in the unstruck melody of the word. He, our God, is the king of the whole universe, and there, in his presence, rings the unstruck melody of bliss. The Lord's name has no form, and it becomes manifest through the Immaculate God as the unstruck melody. In the cave of equipoise do I now have my seat, and the luminous self of God has burst into me as the unstruck melody. At the tenth door rings the unstruck melody. The Lord echoes thus in every heart. 
The skinless drums produce the music of bliss. The clouds rumble without the rainy season. And lo, without the clouds, it rains. If one reflects on the quintessence, says Sant Namdev. Now I've closed all the nine doors, and at the tenth now rings the unstruck melody, says Kabir, quoted in the Adi Granth. One closes the doors of the senses below and focuses at the gate to the beyond, described as the third eye and sometimes as the tenth door. From this spiritual level of inner hearing, one can hear the unstruck melody. All wisdom, all meditation is in hearing the gospel of the perfect God. And lo, immense is the joy of the devotees of God, the destroyer of worldly bonds, for within them rings the unstruck music of bliss. Meditating on the Guru's word, the wholesome unstruck strains one hears. Says Nanak, within him perfect is whose Guru rings the unbeaten sound. How is one to perform thy worship, O thou destroyer of coming and going? The unstruck melody within drums ever thy glory. What, pray, is the sign of the abode of gods? Therein rings the unstruck melody of the divine word. first essential point described by the Sikh masters in the Adi Granth is the need for a living master to learn from that master a technique of meditation, which includes hearing the Shabad Nam, the Anhad Shabd, the divine sound. And that's the second key teaching described in the Sikh scriptures. Another essential teaching is found in of ahimsa or nonviolence, including in the area of diet. Seek and you will find vegetarian references by the Sikh gurus and other saints quoted in the Adi Granth and related Sikh literature. Some have suggested that the Sikh scriptures are not very clear, that the Sikh scriptures are not very clear on vegetarianism, the need to strictly adhere to a vegetarian diet for spiritual and ethical reasons. Let's have a look, shall we? I think you are about to discover that there are numerous vegetarian passages preserved in the Sikh scriptures, the Adi Granth, and related Sikh texts. Quotes from Guru Nanak, Kabir, Guru Arjan Dev, Guru Gobind Singh, and many others. I've also included quotes from Bhai Gurdas Ji 
as well as a Persian historian and scholar of comparative religion who long ago wrote about Guru Nanak and the early Sikhs, how the original disciples were all vegetarians. This Persian scholar, which I quote in my article here, says that Nanak abstained from animal food and enjoined against cruelty to animals. Quote, Having prohibited his disciples to drink wine and eat pork, he, Nanak, himself abstained from eating flesh and ordered not to hurt any living being, unquote. A Persian scholar. This is from the morning prayer, the Japji of Guru Nanak. Countless are the cutthroats who trade in violence. Countless are sinners who keep on sinning. Countless are liars, wandering lost in their lies. Countless are the impious who live on unwholesome food. More verses from the Granth. You kill living beings and call it a righteous action. Tell me, O brother, what would you call an unrighteous action? You call yourself the excellent sage. Then whom would you call a butcher? Kabir says, The dinner of beans and rice is excellent when flavored with salt. Who would cut throats to have meat with his bread? Guru Kabir quoted in the Guru Granth. Here also, Kabir, for those who consume marijuana, fish, and wine, no matter what pilgrimages, fasts, and rituals they may follow, they will be consigned to hell. Kabir actually had a lot of feisty and aggressive things to say about those who kill animals and eat meat in the Saki Granth and other collections of verses of Guru Kabir. This is from another Granth attributed to Guru Gobind Singh, the 10th Sikh Guru. One who does not steal, commit adultery, slander anyone, gamble, eat meat or drink wine, will be liberated in this very life, i.e. Jiva Mukti. This is from Guru Arjan Dev. Living by neglect and greed, the world eats dead carcasses. Like a goblin or a beast, they kill and eat the forbidden carcasses of meat. Control your urges, or else you will be thrown into the tortures of hell. Guru Arjan Dev, Adi Granth. This is from Bai Gurdas Ji. They eat meat by cutting throats. What will their own condition be? That saying by Bai Gridas reminds me of the teachings of Pythagoras, actually, who said that as long as people keep killing animals and eating meat, you know, living in a culture of cruelty and violence, war will continue. Violence begets violence. And finally, this is from a proclamation at the end of a great war by Baba 
Banda Singh Bahadur, who lived from 1670 to 1716. This is an interesting edict. I'll read part of it. He says, you are not to consume hemp, tobacco, opium, poppy seeds, or alcoholic drinks. You are not to eat meat, fish, and onions. You must not steal. We usher in a new era, Satyug, the age of truth. Love one another. This is my order. Those who should live according to the principles of the Khalsa will be protected by God. An edict issued on December the 12th, 1710. central teachings according to the Sikh scriptures in the Adi Granth, living masters, hearing the sound current, and being vegetarian. If you'd like to receive a copy of this article I just shared with you to get the chapter and the verse, the specific uh, parts of the Adi Granth that I shared this from, you know, the various verses of the Sikh scriptures, and a couple of other things I quoted. I quoted from a Sikh scholar of comparative uh, religion. Actually, a Persian scholar. He wasn't even Sikh or from India, but a Persian scholar of comparative religion describing Guru Nanak as a vegetarian. And I also quoted from a couple of other Granths, a couple of other books of Sikh literature, if you'd like to see all of that, the chapter, the verses, the footnotes, the follow-up on all of these passages, send me an email and request a copy of the three central teachings according to the Sikh gurus, and I'll send you a link to my blog on this topic. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Dot com. Visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. There's a donate button at the website. There are also links to blogs, various sites, Blogger, WordPress, and so on. Medium, links to podcasts at, at YouTube. You can like and subscribe, as they say, and click the bell and get notifications whenever a new program is added to this channel. You can access all of that, you know, and a lot of other things, too, at the website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Thanks for joining me today on this edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, another Sant Mat Satsang podcast focused upon the teachings of the Masters. Mm-hmm.